Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. So on these podcasts, we ask Mark a whole load of questions from the online members who subscribe to Mark's online membership. Um, Anyone can ask a question every fortnight for him. So this week we have a question from Tracy who asks... Is there any way to deter a horse from kicking when in a group? I've been playing equine soccer and he's kicked out a couple of times at the other horses when they get in close and I feel terrible if he hurts someone. Uh, yeah, thanks for the question, Tracy. Um, the, the biggest thing about is some horses are much more sensitive to new groups of horses than others and I think the, the biggest thing we've got to look into with our horses is... The more stress or anxiety they're under, um, the the processing speed, obviously, you know, to process situations and things like that. So, so like a processing speed, like on a young horse might be, you know, you're walking along and it's processing everything because it's processing you on their back plus all the things in front of them and everything. And that horse on its first ride will be unwilling to trot because it's not going to take in that environment as quick as it would be able to normally once it becomes more confident and comfortable with everything. Um, and in groups and things like that, like there's a little horse that, you know, that uh, a while ago that was very sensitive that, that we bred here that um, with new horses it was really like pinging off horses in mobs and things like that. But when her worry started to get a little less and her anxiety was down uh, and she was more connected with me and what I was doing and stuff like that, um, she became more able to process the other horses better around her. Um, so the... The thing about what's going on is your horse is more sensitive to the new dynamics of the herd, but also he's probably under a lot of pressure in the in the um, the game itself. So so there's the 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 answer. So the more worry in the horse, the more anxiety in the horse, the more likely he's not going to be able to deal with all the boundaries and all the things that the other horses around him, and he's going to be a bit aggressive uh, and kick out at the other horses. The the um, the the more centered, the more calm he is with with um, with everything uh, with with you with with all the aids that you're providing in that environment, plus that environment, uh, which could be a reasonably stressful environment being being horse soccer, um, then his anxiety is going to be up and he's not going to process those horses uh, um, as, as well when they're around him. He's not going to understand them as much, uh, well, or he's not going to want to. So sometimes some horses need a little bit of time to soften around other horses and become more, you know, uh, uh, just time to walk around in a group and, and, and understand that it's safe. So something I think about doing is one, first of all, make sure every time you pick up a rein or do something with your horse, it's he's reconnecting his thoughts are with you and what you're doing and you can tell him to let go of things. So basically, the first thing for safety, if you're riding and your horse does get a hard thought towards another horse, you want to be able to say, let go of that, why don't we come over here? Uh, let go of that. Why don't we come over here? And I think I think the biggest thing is some people ride their horses and they're steering all day long, but their horse is just steering, but it's still holding on to anxiety and not letting go of some of some of its um its thoughts and emotions. So basically, you know, some horses gaze off into the distance and they turn and they back and they do sorts of things, but they're still looking off in the distance uh, and carrying anxiety. So basically, if you can address if your horses. You know, when you pick up a left rein, it's thinking to the left. If you pick up a right rein, it's thinking to the right. If you back up, it's thoughts coming back. And it's comfortable with your aids. It's comfortable with your legs when you go forward, all that sort of stuff. 
then then you're not providing more anxiety or your 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 aids or your tools aren't providing more anxiety for your horse so basically if you've got a good way of saying let go rethink on something else then you can help your horse deflect a hard thought uh, turn it into something different like turn away from the other horse something like that um, so that has to be effective to say let go of that some people rouse on their horses and things like that but sometimes that just puts more anxiety in the cup all you want to do is say don't do that so you just say let go of that let's do this and, and offer them an alternative so something I would do in, in a, uh, before you even play any sports like that is ride around a group and just get your horse, especially if you've already worked on at home, you know, getting good reins, good aids, things like that. Um, then when you're in a group, you just ride around a group and you, and you just try and work out how he's going, you know, which horses he's not so comfortable with, what eye he's more aggressive on, you know, maybe one side is a bit more flinchy than the other side. And, being able to address that and um, and you might have to do a bit of graded exposure so you're sort of gently grading that exposure with other other horses and and then you're also testing in that environment hey you've got a strong worry there or a trouble there let go of that come over here so every time you, you you present an idea to him it takes him away in a sense or to or tips some of that anxiety out when he follows the feel of your direction and yeah you have to expose him in that environment unfortunately whilst you're playing the games a little bit too overwhelming for him so it's about the foundation you put in before you play and think how you can set up you know those situations on trail rides or in environments with with other horses that you can get him more comfortable and then also work on him letting go of those hard thoughts and until he's more centered and, and as i say when a horse is more comfortable with you and everything that it's doing and it's and it's and it's only you know not traveling with any worry in the cup then each one of those horses around it only present a little bit of worry but when the horse is already anxious they present a lot more worry to the horse because they're, they're just putting more worry in that cup which is only so big so basically that's when they become more explosive and reactive and bite and kick and things like that or flinch away a lot more so if you can sort of take all that on board then i, I think um you might have to go back to the you know look through all your foundation a little bit and then um, work a little softer with groups of horses for a while till, till you can sort of make sure he's, he's, he's safer and, and uh, you can help him out more. Talking about feet, the next question is about picking up the front feet for a trimmer. It's from Fern, who has, um, sorry, it's from Fiona, who has Fern, and uh, she says that Fern is getting a lot better about handling her legs and her right side where her drip line was. Fern was um have, has had a lot of a uh, lot of medication in the last few months um poor thing so she's recovering she's in recovery mode but now she's um, got a trimmer that uh, is going really well with fern but there's a lot of chicking licking and chewing that follows and it uh, doesn't look like she's in any pain in her front feet at all she's pretty sound on the paddock um but is there anything that um, we can do to make her feel happy about picking up her front feet again yeah thanks Fiona. um Fiona's uh, done a wonderful job of looking after Fern. Fern uh, Fern's um, a horse that we bred, and uh, she got a little bit ill, and actually more than ill. Um, and um, and yeah, so now she's on the mend, and Fiona's done a great job of, of, of taking her on board and looking after her really well. So um, now Fern's um, one of those horses that's born in the paddock. So so she's she's there's areas where she'll be a little a little bit tight. And under those eyes is a common area, like under the front eyes, like, you, you know, some horses, some people say, oh, my back, my horse's back feet, they're kicking like anything. But uh, I used to find sometimes the front feet were sometimes an issue on young horses, you know, right underneath their eye, underneath their front. 
they get a little tight and nervous. So I think the biggest thing, Fiona, what you want to work with is um, uh, she's sort of probably got a tendency sometimes to want to sort of stand and freeze a little bit, a little bit, bit wary. So the biggest thing you could probably do is just get her to, you know, just stand right really close to her on a short lead and just gently, you only have to walk really slow, have your shoulder about in line if your arm can stretch back there, uh, stretch back. So as what I mean is, is you're you're going to lead her with your, and you're just going to stand beside her, facing her in the angle, at the angle you would be to pick up her feet. So you're obviously looking down her hip in a sense, um, but stand with your shoulder close to her shoulder and just get her to walk softly, um, softly beside you, just while you handle her shoulder, and just see how tight she gets with you doing that, and uh, just 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 make sure she walks soft. And when she starts to kind of loosen her eye and soften a little, and her breathing gets a little better and all those things and you feel her get a soft flow in her feet then gently loosen and stop with her and just keep rubbing her and then and then take the pressure off and then just move her again uh, nice and close to her and just she moves softly and rub her if she gets a little tight keep the movement going until she softens in your hand she softens and feels a little better about that and then you just might stop with her and and then go back down and rub her feet now the other thing I'd sort of work on is instead of picking up her feet just go down and um, all the way to, to, to her foot. Um, you, can, you can do it in stages, so all the way down the leg, but when you get down to her, her the behind the fetlock there, um, you just, just, just go down and touch and go, touch and go, and do that on both sides. Uh, maybe touch and go, and then, and then as, as what I mean touch and go is you touch her foot and then you release your hand off it, and then you might go back and lead her softly beside you, and if she was tight or anything there, she'll loosen up a little and move. So sometimes with horses that tend to worry and freeze, they'll get a little anxious in certain spots, then, then I might go to that area, then I'll come out and move them, and then I'll go back to that area, come out and move them. So they've gone from still to movement, still to movement quite a lot. And then something I'll do is, is just go down to the fetlock, and I'll just wait there, and just wait, and don't do a lot of picking up or anything like that yet. Just wait and put a little feel on her foot until she can sort of, you can feel her soften a little. You'll feel it after a bit, sometimes you've got to wait a little while and sometimes you might want to go in and out and in and just wait and then and she will get a little calmer there, especially if you've done the walking beside you and the touch and go and then the touch and go movement, touch again. And then what, instead of picking up her foot, just hold there and put a little feel on it until she gives and loosens a leg and like almost rests her foot on the ground instead of has it weight bearing and then do that on both sides until she kind of just cocks a leg and just holds a foot like she's giving that foot. Uh, some horses, you know, they spend their whole life and they feel like they're having their foot taken off them. So I think I'd just do a lot more giving exercises in that leg. Once they've given, they kind of go loose. So by that time, if a horse is really given in the foot, it's loose and softened its eye, its breathing gets better, it's more relaxed and it, it's, it's giving um, that part of its body. So when you pick it up, it's easier to hold it up. Um, but I found all those kind of tight quarter horses, you know, the bigger, stronger quarter horses can be a little tighter under their front end and the back end um, than a being gangly sort of loose horse. That just so, so you just try to get them to loosen up a little. Um, but yeah, and good luck with the piano. I, th I think if you just work on that, you know, she, she will loosen. She's one of those mares that will soften and understand things pretty easy uh, once, once she gets a bit of trust in, 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 in some of those areas. Thank you. Now... Uh, drenching, Mark. This question's from Lisa, and I'm interested in the answer because I have this problem too. Um, 
as Alicia is giving an antibiotic in a, as a syringe, like a drench, obviously it doesn't taste very nice at all. It's, it's twice daily and her horse knows what's coming. So it's getting harder and harder to give him this drench, this medication. And he's raising his head and nodding it, making it very hard. Any tips? Yeah. It's a hard one, that sort of thing, because you sort of, it's almost like um, the one thing I used to dread was um, a young horse getting injured and then needing a course of needles. So at least antibiotics through the mouth is a lot better than giving needles because some really sensitive horses, you'd, you know, you might give them a few needles, but then some of them actually are very sensitive to, to, to things going in their, in their, into their muscle. So they get really anxious. And if, the, if it's a drench that's going into their mouth or something, they're, they're getting very anxious because they don't like the taste of it, so they're just going, I don't really want that. So basically, um, everything I do with a horse, to, you know, I give them an alternative. So you can't sort of, it's almost like you get the horse soft and then you, you know, put it in their mouth. It's almost like they, they lose trust with you because you, you've sort of said, oh, be soft and now I'm going to put this in your mouth. But at the end of the day, there's a certain amount of um, obedience required for some jobs. It's not about the horse. The horse has to accept things, but after a while they're not going to accept something that they don't like. But the more efficient you are and the quicker it's done, and then maybe you can follow it up by something. So basically you could have a drench. If you really want to put more trust in your horse, you could um, give it a drench and then right after it, give it a uh, like something that's going to taste good, like in a drench, just to say, well, there's, a, there's an aftermath of this that's going to be tastier. So that's something that Mix. you could do if it was a long-term thing for horses that really get a distaste for something. Mix it with honey or something like that. Well, maybe. you could mix it, but sometimes you can't mix You can't take the flavour out of something that's really bad. It's just more something at the end of it. So they, they have a drench followed by another drench that actually puts a positive finish to, the, to their palate, I suppose, like a good wine versus a bad wine. Um, there's going to be a positive finish to it but that's not really uh, going to get the drench in their mouth uh, at this stage i mean you could always put something nice in the drench in the middle and then something nice at the end just to sort of you know especially for the continued you know drenching for people who have to give horses certain things uh, over a long course of months but basically with that head fight and all that basically if you get your horse softly leading lowering his head things like that so you can bring it bring it down soften it uh, bring its thoughts in so it, so it can soften. So basically when it puts its head up, you've got a way of saying that's not available and the horse will put its head up and with the feel, you you put a little feel on the holder and they'll go, that's not available and it'll start to come back down again and, and, and get its thoughts and, and, and get it soft in that place that you feel it's safe to drench or you know that you're comfortable with. So probably possibly with a little bend into you and its thoughts into you. Um, and then in this... You know, and then if your horse, you know, sees that. So, and then another thing I do, now you've got to be a little careful with this, is what I do when I drench horses, I'll get the horse soft um, by saying that's not available, soften and, and lower the head a little. And then also with the softening process, don't just go do a lowering the head lesson. You can do some leading backwards and forwards lessons, getting the horse thinking into the field. So you're taking that evasive thought and turning it into something positive, giving an alternative say backwards, forwards, maybe some yields across and then soften, lower your head a little, bring your thoughts into here and just give it some space. And then what I'll do is just with my hand, I'll handle their muzzle again and then what I do is I stick my fingers, two fingers, up inside their mouth, like up beside their teeth. But you have to be super careful in the sense that um, 
So I'll, I'll, I'll put two fingers and I'll pull them to the outside of their mouth so that the edges of their teeth aren't going against my fingers and I'll just have them in, in, uh, like that and that'll encourage them to start opening their mouth and sometimes you can even put your finger over their tongue and stuff like that and that, that, that should be done anyway to get all the grass or leftover food out of their mouth before you're drenching anything like that and they'll, they'll, they'll kind of mouth and, they'll, and anything in their mouth will drop out and also, um, and then once, once my hand's up in, along in, inside their mouth, so it's sort of like you're, you're, you're going in at the top of their mouth where the bit would sit, but then you, you, you've got your fingers going up along the outside of their teeth and you pull it out a little, and then you just hold in there and then they'll just soften in there, so, and you can hold your hand in there and you can even get them to do some little lowering the head while your hand's in there and soft, soften. And then just as, as I'm in there like that, then I just put the drench up behind my hand and, and just squirt it in because the mouth's already open to my hand, my hand's in their mouth. And I squirt it in over their tongue and then I just take that out and I, and I do it like that and it seems to be a lot easier. And I'll actually get them to soften while my hand's in their mouth for a while, loosen up their jaw a little and relax um, in there. But be very careful for everyone listening to this because if you just put your fingers right across their molars, obviously they're going to crunch your fingers, so you don't want to do that. So it's, 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 it's got to be right up against their cheek, uh, against the side of their, their, um, their, their, their cheek, uh, and, and pull their cheek out a little, so, so that you've got a gap. And, and, and it works really well because they, they, they sort of get soft with your hand there, and then you can just yeah, slow the drenching behind and it makes it easier. But something you might go, as I said, you know, put something positive beforehand that's nice in a drench have the middle and then the after drench but um you know just get them interested in having that in their mouth again um you you know depending on how you do it you could even load it up with a little bit of something yeah i don't know i've not done it like that before so but a lot of new antibiotics like there was one antibiotic that we gave a horse it was a new one it was a really good one it was quite expensive but it was really good around the joints and holy cow the horses loved that, they were coming back for it nearly, um, there was no problem and that was a long course antibiotic. So you can also find some antibiotics also that are a little better and ask the vet for, for ones that, that are a bit more, uh, better on the palate. Yeah, because the young horses you don't want to sort of instill a bad memory about having medication. It's quite yeah. crucial that you kind of go to the extra extra length to get it right and that, and that they're feeling okay about it because it can uh, set them up for life. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Naja has a young Spanish mare who has had problems with transitioning from the left to the right eye. She's been putting your ideas into practice and they're coming along nicely. But now a new thing has popped up. The mare is amazing with stuff that other horses are frightened of. She prepares her for a younger rider. So she asked her to walk and trot with a rope over her saddle, dangling and dragging behind her, and she floated along nicely. But noises, movement and touches coming from a rider surprise a surprise her with a trigger that's a bigger reaction than what seems to be um, with other things for instance if she's about to get off she takes her feet out of the stirrups and she was likely to flinch quite strongly as long as her feet touch the sides um, and she thinks this is because she's surprised rather than being touchy in general now that could go quite uh, badly quickly with an inexperienced rider that might grip her with her legs so if she's straight, she can handle it better than if she asks her to have her neck bent. So what would you suggest to help her? Because she wants to try and stay safe. Normally she would bend her, but she thinks that that might make things worse. Um, yeah, Nigel, it sounds, thanks, 
for that question because it's actually one of those things that um, you come you come across a fair bit in horses. They're still sensitive by the sounds of it, by the sounds of what you were doing earlier. That that seems to be working is is you're getting her across eyes and go from one bend to the other. So by the sounds of it, uh, the horse is very sensitive about you know things down at side, especially especially live things. So years ago, you know, and and still, but but when I was doing a lot of kind of horses that were jumped off trucks and wild and things like that is you get some horses you could touch them from with a stick all over but you couldn't put a hand on them um, so the dead object and versus the live object I was highly sensitive of the the real energy of, of a person but a dead object they were they could just go yeah right that's just a stick you could even crack a whip near them but you couldn't touch them um, and and it's not like they were shutting down they just were going oh yeah I can I can deal with that but I can't deal with that so um, The thing you still want to also do is go back to your groundwork as well. There's one area where you just want to get them, like the last question of Fiona and Fern, was to lead the horse by and rub them all over as you're leading them by, things like that to both sides, you know, just, just without anything on them and, and all that sort of stuff. But going to the riding part of it, I'm going to kind of give you some ideas under saddle with the riding. Um, so basically, if, if you're riding her, she should be at a stage that she can sort of do a nice tight turn and almost like you're riding around a small stony edge of a really really small well uh, with a bend following following the direction of that path nice and tight so she can bend tight one way, move around, bend tight the other way. And if you find any flinching, any sort of skedaddling away, then basically without any pressure on her, no, no leg pressure or anything like that, uh, you have to get her soft at being able to bend and look deep into a turn lose the rider's legs with the outside eye um, on both sides and have them really bent round on the inside so they're looking tight to the inside and they're okay with that and you might have to do that over some time that goes back to what you sounds like you've already been doing but just go back and, and make sure the horse can bend all the way around and flow bend all the way around and flow um, and follow the feel of the rain sink into the rain without any evasive braces or anything like that and then that's sort of getting the visual part of it right with the rider's legs hanging down there and, and sitting on the horse. Then um, she's the sort of horse, and most horses, if you sort of follow some of my teachings, the light which you do, uh, um, is I ride horses for quite some time like a tourist on a beach ride without a fancy seat. And the reason is it, it, it forces me to use my legs all the time. Um, because there's no seat influence on a horse and the reason I think people should be forced to use their legs continually for a while and that's I mean from the knee down the, the, the lower calf and the heel I think that we should be forced to use that area for some time until the horse is very comfortable with it because very quickly horses can avoid something they don't like by um, moving forward to our seat and our shift in our seat and we reward them because the horse moved off our seat but that horse could be avoiding our legs because they're frightened of them but horses will always be worried because our legs are always down their sides regardless if we're using them we're using them or not because they know they're there it's like a horse that knows that the sides of the floats there so it just stands in their brace the whole time um, you know not touching them with legs doesn't mean you don't have legs, they're still there and they still move and the horse knows that if they that, that leg touches them they're going to be frightened. So, 
you have to force yourself to ride with legs only for a while because she's going to be one of those horses that are super sensitive but to wean her into it you almost want to do a little bit of desensitizing with the legs so what I mean by desensitizing her is you, you might start to, when she's soft at bending, you might just use one leg at a time and, and you get a bending into a turn and the side that she's focused on, the, the side that she's looking at you on. So if you picked up the left rein, had a tight left turn, you gently start to rub her with your calf and then even your heel on that left side and you stay in there until you kind of flinch and get a little nervous and then you stay in there until she softens a little and gets a little more comfortable, then you take your leg off and then you just let her straighten out and ride and you do that continually on one side and continue along the other you might start a little slower and then build it up that you could give her a good rub down the sides with one leg and then the other leg and then basically you're going to sort of go so basically you're starting off one rein uh, right rein right leg left rein left leg until she's very good at each one separately and then and then you work to straightening her out and having one leg rubbing her when she's in a straight line and the other leg rubbing her and then you can almost start like a bike as you're just rubbing one leg and the other leg like a push bike and you're just gently rubbing down to the sides till she's super comfortable with the legs and then when she's sort of comfortable with them then you might have to keep reminding them then the person starts to ride more, more with legs like wet towels instead of a nervous horse where your legs are just off your horse all the time so that so the rider like yourself and the people you're trying to set them up to ride uh, to ride her um, have to hang their legs so that the horse feels the legs on them all the time not squeezing but just hanging like wet towels uh, just draped over wet towels and then um, once she's good at rubbing either side then you can start to heels mean go and go back to slow walk stop heels to, to just take one step forward heels to step into a slow walk heels to step into a fast walk and just work on a lot of leg transitions uh, constantly until um, she's so comfortable that legs are just another pathway that that's that's there all the time that she can listen to and not worry about that that that, that all dissipates but it's going to be a bit of graded exposure and a bit of desensitizing to the legs for a while until she's um much more comfortable with them now you're not going to flood her with legs until she just goes you know thinks anything's futile that'd be silly that would be the bad type of desensitizing you're just getting her to soften and loosen up and um, relax a little into the rain where you're rubbing a little each leg at a time so but yeah if you work through that then then hopefully uh, over time she'll, she'll just get a lot more comfortable and um, and then the noise things obviously you know you start to ride and you talk and you just you know sometimes I'm at clinics I'm talking all the time because I'm explaining stuff so you know just talk and just ride having conversations and making little noises and until she just realizes that part of life otherwise they'll teach us to not use their legs and ride very quietly until one day's we, we fail on those two things and the horse spooks out. Thanks, Naja. Good luck with that, Naja. Let us know how you go. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for your questions, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, everybody, for the questions. You can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a 7 day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.